102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 536 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be uh, partly to mostly cloudy today. We get a load of this. A high of 60. Yesterday, my car said it was 61. I don't know if I believe that at all. But tonight, there's a chance of uh, rain, low of 44. And for tomorrow, showers with a high of 56. It's about, mm, I don't know, 30 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Coming up uh, today, Anna Gunn, who played Skyler uh, on Breaking Bad. She's part of the, uh, a series, Most Dangerous Game, New York on uh, Roku. And Roku, it's now uh, streaming there. This is the uh, the second season of that show. And uh, we'll be talking to her sometime after 7 o'clock this morning. And a bunch of other stuff, too. It's 5.37 with back. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 5.53 and ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 60. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 56. It is uh, 30 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh, Nick Lachey. Didn't I say, didn't I just say yesterday we don't do enough stories about Nick Lachey? We were all saying it. He's been uh, ordered to attend Anger Management and Alcoholics Anonymous after he angrily confronted a photographer last year. If he completes the classes and meetings, he won't be charged. How is a Nick Lachey? Gonna go into a 12-step program, anonymous. You can't. He's Nick Lachey. Everybody's gonna know who you are. Uh, this is Nick L. Where do I know you from? <laughs> Nowhere. You've never seen me on a reality TV show, or on tour, or on television, or married to a hot singer. Yeah, no, that's no. not me. You must be thinking of another Nick L. Uh, Wayne's World 3 sounds like it might actually happen after all these years. Finally, Wayne and Garth, <laughs> at 60 years old, get out of the basement. That's what I'm I, I'm kind of wondering here. Like, you know, how much can you uh, stretch out a, a SNL sketch after 30 years when you played a teenager in the original <laughs> skit? Well, it was, it's been done, but when it's... 25 years yeah. past its due. In an interview with People Magazine, Dana Carvey said it's on the horizon. He also said, quote, maybe we'll do uh, do it in puppets. I'm not sure. I'm always game. Love Mike Myers. Just a brilliant guy. He didn't mention what the deal was uh, with that photo he shared last month, the one where he dressed as Garth, painting a portrait of Mike as Wayne. So it could be like a little hint that they're getting this movie back together. Yeah. But it should also be pointing out that uh, Dana Carvey is 67 years old. Yeah. yeah so just, was, get, just, you know, yeah, just suspend your belief system. Mike Myers must be up there too, right? Uh, well, give me a second. I'll look it up. He's probably, uh, let me let me guess. Ready? He's 60. Uh, Mike Myers. Oh, my God. Hold on a Why second. Why is it so hard to find the age of a celebrity? It's really not. But for whatever reason, it's uh, we're taking our time here. Yeah, I don't. I don't even. I have no idea. What? You don't know? Uh, he's fifty-nine. Uh, see, I was close. Fifty-nine. I said sixty. You were close. Uh, a new movie called Pound Cake has an interesting premise. It's a slasher movie where all the victims are straight white men. 
you can tell from the trailer that it's not really a, a big budget movie and the acting is a little sus, as the kids say. Uh, but it appears that the filmmakers are trying to say something. There's a discussion among some characters about whether or not the murders are a hoax to gain sympathy for the cisgender white men and have uh, people stop seeing them as oppressors. There are also people who find it funny that white guys are being offed. Then there's the question of whether all white guys are bad. Uh, as one character puts it, just because I'm rich and hot doesn't and white doesn't mean that I'm some kind of monster. See, the only thing I'm hung up on in this yeah. entire discussion is how much I would like to have a pound cake. Yeah, I know. That's uh, I like pound cakes. Who doesn't like a good pound cake? Yeah, like those Entenmann ones. You ever have those Entenmann oh, ones? Oh, have I ever? Those are the those are the really good. The ones with all the calories packed into like one little cube. Oh man, thing. I'd rip yeah. right through that. Uh, Zach Braff respects the criticism of Natalie Portman's manic pixie dream girl character in Garden State, but says she was written in response to his depression at the time. In an interview with The Independent, he said, quote, I had this fantasy of a dream girl coming along and saving me from myself. The manic pixie dream girl trope is a female character who usually who is usually eccentric and one-dimensional, and her sole purpose is to inspire the male protagonist. You're asking Zach Braff about a movie that came out 20 years ago? He said That's like that asking a 67-year-old man to play a teenager in a basement. Zach said he based Natalie's character on Diane Keaton and Annie Hall and Ruth Gordon and Harold and Maude because they were his two favorite movies growing up. They're good movies. Imagine the interviewer, like, this is what you have to do for the day. Uh, can we hurry this up? Can you just tell me uh, what you felt about Natalie Portman? Oh, yeah. Natalie, Natalie, Natalie. I had a crush on her. So, uh, Zach, other than this project, what have you been doing for, like, the last 15, 20 years? Uh, probably nothing. Uh, just a whole lot of nothing. You see, Zach, I was uh, the one that drew the short straw, and it was my job to interview you. Well, Not me... somebody else, like I asked. I'm sorry, do you have 45 minutes to talk about the Lord Jesus Christ? That would almost be more fun. <laughs> We've all seen the uh, Woodstock album cover by now with the couple holding each other while wrapped in a blanket. Yeah. Right? Their names were uh, Nick uh, Urkeline and Bobby Kelly, and at the time they were just dating, but they got married and stayed together all this time. Sadly, Bobby passed away recently after a long illness. Nick says, quote, she lived her life well and left this world in a much better place. If you knew her, you loved her. She lived by uh, her saying, be kind. She's dead now. Yeah, I know. That was such a sweet uh, cover. It was a sweet cover, but you know, again, uh, how old was, were they? They were 20 years old and had only been dating for less than two months when that picture was taken in 1970. They got married a year later. Yeah, 1970. That's uh, years and years ago. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it was Woodstock. Not get it. I just... 50 years have gone by. At some point... Yeah, all those hippies are going to die. Well, yeah, but uh, they're not going to die as all their parents thought they were going to die in that day back or that weekend back in August, yeah, back in 1969. When they thought they were going to have a marijuana overdose. Right. And that, that, uh, that joint was going to be burning their cold, dead lips. Now, we waited until the 90s where, you, where your kid would die by fire at a, at a large music concert. Right. Uh, thanks to Ticketmaster's Ticketmaster's dynamic pricing and the ridiculously inflated resale market, people are getting fed up with the cost of concert tickets. But maybe there's another way. 
Some people are flying to Europe to see concerts and finding that they can actually save you money under the right circumstances. <laughs> it's like buying your pharmaceuticals yeah. from Canada. We can, we can talk about that a, a little bit more later on, but yeah. uh, that's that's how you do, uh, you know you get cheaper tickets here. You go somewhere else. You just have to buy a three thousand dollar flight yeah. to get there. And uh, Kim Kardashian is accused of using a lip filler. Really? Yeah. She must have something to say. Oh my god! The last time I had my lips filled was when Ray J gave me a trouser friendly blumper decker in that sex text tape you can purchase on Uporn for thirty nine ninety five. I'd like to see that. I don't know if you would or not, uh, Caitlin. Well, I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once gave her a little cutty putty. I bald knob the milkman's lozenge. What are you uh, trying to say? Bald knob. Yeah, I know. I yeah, got it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what I'm trying to say is uh, I did all that and gave her a poon monsoon. <laughs> poon monsoon season. Make sure you wear your galoshes. Yeah. They they name those storms, don't they? <laughs> I believe this is uh, <laughs> this is canceled. It's uh, Rock 102 and that's your Hollywood trash. Ah, yeah. Your dog may or may not like a... Springfield's Classic, Classic Rock. Oh, mama, I'm in fear. And Sticks with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny today with a high of 60. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 56. It's 30 right now in downtown Springfield. Last night, you were at the uh, the Student Prince doing a little uh, celebrity bartending, huh? Yeah, yeah. Had uh, had quite the show oh, with, yeah. uh, between uh, Mayor Dom Dom and myself. It was a it was a pretty good night out there. You got a little bit of uh, TV coverage too. I don't know if you uh, had a chance to see the video. I, I um, haven't yet, but uh, can we watch it now? Yeah, let's. Uh, this is from uh, Western Mass News uh, with uh, Chris Pizzano. New at ten, Springfield Mayor Dominic Sarno served as a celebrity bartender tonight, all to benefit Junior Achievement of Western Mass. The event taking place at the Student Prince and Fort Restaurant in downtown Springfield. Tonight's fundraiser also featured a special groundbreaking community celebration for the Junior Achievement Career Leadership and Innovation Center opening this fall. Center. This will be a space where youth from throughout Western Massachusetts can come to figure out what they want to do when they grow up. Mayor Sarno telling us he's honored to participate at the event and show his support for the organization. Another notable celebrity bartender at tonight's event was Steve Nagel. From Rock 102. Ooh, wow. Notable. You're notable. Yeah. That's, I'll tell you what, I mean, it, for some people, they would think that's like just a throwaway acknowledgement, but I, you're notable. Wasn't that a uh, category on Jeopardy, the noted notables? <laughs> that's potent potables. Oh, whatever. But yeah. But you're very close. I'm, I'm getting there. Yeah. Wow, uh, man. I'll tell you what, I mean, the mayor gets the high, the, the headline, of course, but you get, uh, <clears throat> you, you get far, far, far away second billing. Place was uh, pretty busy. However, the walking around with the bucket thing was less effective than it was the last time we were there. Are you doing it right? Well, I did it right when I did the Boy Scout thing a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. When you and, and I walked around and I got six hundred and forty dollars just walking around, uh, collecting money from people. Th last night I only got about one hundred and fifty dollars because the problem is. All of these people that are celebrities, like the TD Bank guy mm -hmm. and the, and, the uh, and and you know like Carla Kazenzi and yeah. all, like, they all have their little entourages that came with them. So well, when you're walking around, they're like, "No, I don't want to give you my money because that's going to increase your tip." I'm here for my friend who works for TD Bank. All right, but did you 
See, I don't take no for an answer when it comes to this kind of stuff. You know, to me, it's like, oh, sure. It's all going to one spot. Why don't you stop being such a, a cheap layabout and, you know, cough up a few bucks? Yeah. I guilt everybody. I will insult but, people until they give. But if there's no more people coming in there. Yeah. Then th- they've already given. They're not going to give you anything. See, but, already, I'll, but I'll go around the bar two or three times. Yeah, that's what I did, too. Uh, one lady gave me $100 asked me to be my friend, and then wanted to know if she could come on and do a podcast about women's ladies' parts. Oh, my God. And Who I'm wants like, to hear that? I don't know. I have no idea. Wait, which parts? Uh, the nether region. The good parts. The good parts. Yeah, I don't think anyone wants to hear that. That's what I was thinking, too. But you know what? She gave 100 bucks, so I just appeased the lady and said, okay, sure, we can do whatever you want. <laughs> what, what makes her such an expert? I, I have no idea. Her and her husband were there, and uh, she was uh, she was saying to me uh, that uh, you know we could all be friends, and she would like to come on and do a podcast about her. Uh, well, lady parts in general, not okay. just her right. lady parts. Just you know, as a general yeah. conversation. Yeah. Did her husband have anything to say about this? Uh, he was just like, you know what? Good luck with all this, pal. Like, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, she's, I she's a whacked out, whacked out. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I got to believe he's in that, in that position quite a lot. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, he yeah. does get himself into that position. But other than that, I mean, well, I mean, it was 100 bucks, so I mean, I couldn't turn that down. Um, but other than that, what, what a great night. Great, yeah. great little turnout for Junior Achievement. And it, it's sad, by the looks of the video, uh, it was absolutely jammed in there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he won. The mayor? Yeah. Of course. He's he's dumb, dumb. I, you, can't, you can't, like, you know. Great picture of the two of you, though, with your dukes up. I like that. That huh? was a good picture. Yeah, who I took, like. Who took that one? Uh, I believe Bill Baker took that one. Nice job, Billy. That yeah. was a, that was a good picture. Yeah. He, hey, he's like he's Bill Baker's like the utility man. He's like uh, <laughs> he's the photographer. He's yeah, right? the uh, stenographer. He, he's he the, fluffs up Dom Dom's pillows. Yeah. He's the teletypographer. He's sure. The, yeah. He's all the ographers <laughs> when it comes to Dom right. Dom. But uh, I had dinner there at the uh, the Student Prince. What you got? The schnitzel. Yeah. The one with the mushroom sauce over. You the like top. that one? Ah, uh, I love that one because it like the gravy gets over that. Uh, the what's the spatzel? The spatzel. Oh yeah. Oh man, I love I mean, that. So good. Yeah. So good. I tell you what, though, when it comes down to the uh, when it comes down to like German food, yeah, I do like myself a good shank. Oh, who doesn't like good? I like to get shanked. Yeah, no, yeah. well, that's shivved, and, oh, shivved. and that's not on that. Uh, you won't get shivved on Fourth Street. Wait a minute, Hand you shiv street. with a shank? <laughs> well, you have to break the shank in half to get shivved. I don't understand that. Well, let me try to draw yeah. it out for right. you. <laughs> no, nah, but the uh, the pork shank over there, yeah, mm, 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 delicious. See, I never had that one either. I got to try really, that day. yeah. Oh, there, okay. I've never had it there. I've had yeah. pork shank before. I've just uh, never had it there. Very, very good. But um, and uh, I like the uh, I like the valet idea. More places should have that. I agree. I agree. It's so much easier to just wait for your car, wait for somebody to bring your car back to the front of the restaurant than it is to go, you know, trying to find a parking space downtown. Well, especially if there's an event over there. Yeah. You know, like uh, like you know. May Fest or October Fest or even even if there's like a political thing going on, mm-hmm. you know, inside the Ruprecht room, you know, you know, you know, finding street parking is going to be nearly impossible. Yeah. But the, the valet makes all the sense in the world. 
Where they're putting your car, I have no idea. And I don't ask questions. Well, you know, they kind of, it, it took a while to get it back. I mean, it was busy there, but it, I mean, it was like, well, where did you go with it? I don't see it like parked over there or, yeah. or you know, I don't know. Where they, they bring it to the garage down the street? I honestly have no no idea where they're putting the, these cars. I've I've never asked. Hey, where are you going with this? By the way, it's like the Ferris Bueller's Day Off thing. There's like two dudes riding around in your car while you're while yeah. you're out, while you're doing celebrity bartending at the fort. <laughs> these two guys, these two valet guys, are driving <laughs> driving a, a a Ford pickup truck all over the city until they break down. Yeah, because it's a Ford pickup truck. I don't I don't see the valets driving like uh, Peter Pignelli's car. I think he tells them, "Hey, you don't get inside this car." I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You're not allowed to touch. Listen, any of I'm this. not even. I'm barely allowed to touch my own car. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not letting uh, you people touch this yeah. stuff. I mean, this is a very you're expensive. Below me. This is a very expensive sports car. Just don't even look at it. But I, yeah, I really do think valet should be part of like most restaurants that are. You know what? For all the people that freak out about you know going downtown, which I still think is uh, largely an unfounded fear. Uh, the idea of valet parking at all your major uh, eateries, I love the idea. I really do. Well, otherwise you don't have to deal with this uh, the, the whole parking authority thing. Well, that's right. I got a ticket down there at that City Stage uh, when City Stage was open for the live show. Yeah. And it was 5.56 that I parked there, and then I came back out later on the show. I got a ticket that was 5.58. What a bunch like of Like they jerks. were waiting for me yeah. to leave. Bunch of jerks. See, this is why we need valet all over the city. That's my new... Uh, you know what? That's what Dom's platform is going to be. Valet for everyone. <laughs> hey, you want a valet? You got a valet. You're never going to lose on that platform. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my my pal Tony Signoli, he's gonna bring it around back for you. Yeah, yeah. look look at you putting your foot down. Yeah. as such a notable celebrity. Yeah, well, I am a notable celebrity. It's uh, six twenty three with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. GG Inks screamers. Six thirty two. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days and includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. There's local radio icon and the notable Steve Nagel. Very notable, by the way. Extremely notable. I'm almost thinking that your notoriety trumps local radio icon. Like, I should just be introducing you as the notable Steve Nagel. Nah, I, I kind of like the radio icon thing. Well, that's kind of an ego-driven thing, don't you think? Well, it was put on. That was put on by the only reason why we started saying that was because this guy uh, put that on a poster for a comedy show I was doing right years ago, mm-hmm. probably twelve years ago. Local radio icon, and here you are. Here yeah, we, we both are, are hoping that at some point it. you'll fulfill that obligation. No, I don't think that's ever going to happen. I'm just, uh, I'm just here, just filling space. Yeah, I know that. I'm just, uh, I'm just a warm body in the studio. How do you think we heat this place in here? <laughs> you don't even want to know. Oh, we got enough people in the studio. You create your own heat. Uh, let's talk about serious news, though. An abandoned newborn baby that was discovered on the doorstep of a Springfield home on Sunday night is believed to have been left outside for almost 48 hours. Uh, the Avellis family left their uh, home on Entrybrook Drive for a weekend away in Boston around 6 p.m. Friday evening. Springfield Police Spokesman Ryan Walsh said that uh, shortly after, a newborn baby was abandoned on their front steps. Police say it happened between 9 p.m. Friday night and 12.30 Saturday morning when it was only about 28 degrees outside. 
Uh, Juliana Savella says she looked back at footage of a camera she has outside her home and that right around 1230 Saturday morning you can see an image of what appears to be a car seat next to their front door. It doesn't show who dropped them off uh, or if there was a car or it doesn't show any of that. All it shows is a car seat appearing on my front steps. The abandoned newborn baby was left outside all day Saturday, Saturday night, and into Sunday when the wind chills were in the teens and 20s. The Avellis family returned home about 7 p.m. on Sunday evening. As you're driving, you couldn't tell it was a car seat, by the way. I don't know uh, if it was the wind hit my screen door, hit it, but the car seat had fallen over. You can really tell it's a car seat. You can't really tell it's a car seat until you get closer to it. And nobody picked up that there was a baby inside this thing, whatever they thought it might be. Well, I mean, if it's a house and it's set back from the road, to, to the average person, it just seems like something sitting on the on the front steps. Yeah, but if you saw, and again, you have to be really paying attention, but if you saw a baby abandoned on a doorstep somewhere and it doesn't appear like anyone's around, don't you think you'd say something to, like, well, I don't know, the cops? Yeah, but who's to say that anybody saw that? Who's to say well, that you saw a baby in there? Forest it, Park is a pretty thickly settled area. I have to believe that somebody right, must have what? seen something. How many front lawns are you paying attention to when you drive through a neighborhood? Every single one of them? Every, I take notes. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that you know you can start blaming other people for not seeing that the baby was left there. That's just uh, if you stretching it a little bit. If you drive around Forest Park, it doesn't even matter what street it's on. For the most part, it's a thickly settled neighborhood in town. It's hard to imagine that there's not somebody, a neighbor, someone living across the street, not just driving by, just living in that neighborhood that no one noticed that there's a baby on the front step. I find that, but I find that hard. I mean, it's hard. I'm sure that's what happened, but it just seems odd that no one noticed. <sighs> I guess it could kind of seem odd, but I can also see why nobody would be paying attention because they don't have nosy neighbors over in this section of the city. My God, if Mrs. Kravitz were living across the street, she would have called within the first five minutes. Ah, What was was his name? Uh, It wasn't Harold. Uh, I don't remember what uh, Mr. Kravitz's name was. Ah, there's a baby. There's a baby on the front doorstep. What's going on at the Stevens house? Uh, 22 News requested uh, body camera footage for Springfield police officers who responded but have been refused due to the ongoing investigation. Uh, Why? What are they refusing for? No, why are you asking for the body cam footage of when you found the baby? Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, I don't don't really know. That just seems like a, you know, doesn't really need to be done. Two days, 48 hours. You know, like you said, wind chills in the teens. Yeah. You know, it's 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 no wonder this kid was in, you know, pretty rough shape when they, I mean, he was freezing cold, his, yeah. you know, feet and hands were all red, the cracked skin. It's not really a surprise. What a, what a weird story this is. I think there's going to be more to this than what, uh, what we're hearing now. I'm sure there will be. I but- mean, when somebody says the baby just appeared on my, on my surveillance camera, there had to have been something leading up to that. Some movement ahead of time. I don't know. <sighs> I don't know either. A Westfield police officer was struck by a vehicle while working at a traffic detail on Western Avenue on Tuesday morning. Police Captain Steve Dickinson said an officer was hit by the vehicle near Highland Avenue and was taken to Bay State Medical Center in Springfield. The officer is in stable condition, alert, and speaking. 
according to the Facebook page of the Westfield Police. The officer's name has not yet been released. It's unclear if the person who struck the officer will face any charges. Western Avenue was closed shortly from Highland Avenue to Bay State Noble Hospital as the investigation was being conducted, and uh, no further information was provided. I don't think anybody asked. You think anybody called the police and said, "Hey, how's that officer doing over there?" No, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I think what people do is they wait for there to be a follow-up story, as opposed to, you know interrupting a hospital with their business. I think somebody just uh, goes to the Facebook page and goes, ah, well, we don't know anything else. I'm not going to call and ask. Well, you know, if you called up a hospital and asked, uh, you know, about the condition of a particular patient, they're not going to tell you any information anyway. No, but if you called the police department and say, hey, do you have an update about that officer? Because maybe somebody didn't get around to updating the Facebook page of the department yet. <laughs> they better get on it. That's where people get their information. The uh, Chickabee uh, Police De- De- Detective Bureau is looking to identify two individuals they have pictured on their social media. Uh, they, uh, there's no other information on what they want. It, maybe they shoplifted. I don't know. I don't know. There's no, none information at all about this. It's just pictures of dudes carrying bags outside of a Target. You'd see that any day of the week. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand why you don't provide more details. <laughs> why, If you don't have the details, then don't put the story up. Well, at least you know it's a target. I guess so. A mass state trooper uh, stopped a motorist from Arkansas in South Boston early Sunday and found him with four firearms and three large-capacity magazines, including a drum magazine with 70 rounds. Oh, I loved uh, Beats magazine. Yeah, a modern drummer magazine. Yeah. Uh, 20-year-old Tevayan Chamberlain of Bentonville, Arkansas, was driving a 21 uh, Dodge Durango with with a expired paper registration when the trooper pulled him over on Day Boulevard near the Teachers Union building at 12.15 a.m. Three young dogs were in the car, which the motorist said he was transporting to buyers in Massachusetts. For protection, he said he was armed. Several firearms were found inside the SUV, which he said he purchased at a gun show in Arkansas. While he acknowledged they were not registered to him... His uh, home state does not require a license. Oh, I didn't know. I uh, I didn't know that you weren't supposed to bring your guns to another state. Where Where does it say in the state line that I can't bring my guns in? Chamberlain was detained by troopers after being removed from the vehicle under the front seat where the body uh, had been seated. Where the body had been seated. Where he was sitting. <laughs> Troopers discovered a Canix pistol. See, this is, you know, they're, they're naming all these things. I don't know what these are. No. Just say they're guns. I don't care what, what model they are. Well, like, you know, like a like a, a gun nut would care. You know, what kind of guns? They, do they want to know. All right. Well, there's probably a gun nut out there going, oh, yeah, that's a, I know what a Canix pistol is. And a magazine holding 18 millimeter rounds. I mean, I know what that is. Uh, between the driver's seat and the center console, they found a Glock 43 pistol with a magazine containing six 9mm rounds, an AR pistol with the drum magazine, which held 70 rounds, 70 rounds of uh, 223 caliper ammunition on the floor. Well, you never know when you might need something like that. As well as a Glock 41 pistol with a magazine holding 13 rounds beneath the Glock 43. Well, you got to put your 41 below your 43. An additional magazine containing six 9mm rounds was found in the center console. This guy, what was was Annie he, Oakley? Was he, was he waiting for an ambush? What was he doing? Yeah. Oh, you got you, 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 
your loudener, your, your silencer, your speed cocker. Your speed cocker. This one's for shooting down police helicopters. Well, I don't need that yet. Uh, troopers had Dur- uh, the Durango towed, and the Boston Animal Control took possession of the dogs, two Labrador retrievers, and an Italian Mastiff. Chamberlain was transported to the state police barracks uh, and charged with all kinds of things. But, Dad, talk about a whole uh, truckload of guns. That's a lot of guns. It's an SUV full of guns. Come on, we're going from Arkansas to Boston. What are we doing? We're carrying guns and magazines. Highlights is my favorite. Yeah. That's a, by the way, that dog, the uh, the Italian Mastiff. Yeah. That's a that's a serious dog. That's not that's not a lap dog by any means. Is it like one of those big giant ones? It's like one of them Cane Corso Neapolitan Mastiff thing. I mean, they're, they're kind of, the kind te- of it's the kind of dog that uh, will protect its family oh. to the death. Oh, that typically kind. the other dog's <laughs> death. Oh, that kind. Yeah, this is a serious ass dog. It's an Italian mastiff. So you say, uh, "Hey, uh, go fetch the ball." Hey, oh, I ain't fetching no ball for you. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Send the Labrador over there, huh? <laughs> uh, this guy decided to go full Will Smith on his wife, and to add insult to injury, he didn't just slap her; he hit her with a slice of pizza. A uh, 39-year-old man in Florida named Ortelio Alfonso was arrested last Friday when police responded to a residence after a 911 hang-up. When they arrived, they found a woman with a pizza sauce on the left side of her face and all over her shirt. The report says there was also remnants of pizza in her hair in her ear area. Uh, Ortelio admitted to slapping his wife with a slice of pizza during an argument about disciplining their son. Uh, well, maybe he wanted to spank the kid with a breadstick and she wouldn't allow it. <laughs> Ortella was arrested for misdemeanor battery. It sounds like the wife is okay. Yeah, yeah, but you've you've assault you've, with a pizza pie. You, you've you've ruined a slice of pizza. By the way, what kind of pizza are we talking about? Uh, I don't know. Deep dish, probably. <laughs> That'll leave a mark. When moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie at Samore. I was trying to think of a word to, you know, yeah, call know. the guy a jerk for hitting his wife with a pizza, 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 pizza. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today, going to be uh, sunny with a high of 60. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 56. It's 30 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. It's been a busy Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 651. And Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be, uh, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what it's going to be. It's going to be nice today. Sunny with a high of 60. Tomorrow, rainy, though, with a high of 56. is 30 in downtown Springfield. Uh, it's Rock 102's Bracket Brawl presented by Bud Light. <laughs> if your uh, bracket is busted because everyone's is, mm-hmm. you still got a chance to turn things around in the round of 16 and in the round of four. You just go to rock102.com and make your picks for the next game on March 23rd, which, if you're paying attention, is tomorrow. Uh, make the best picks, and you'll score a $100 gift card to the Hangar Pub and Grill. It's Rock 102's Bracket Brawl, brought to you by Bud Light. Easy to drink, easy to enjoy. The Hangar Pub and Grill and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Do you ever have the wings over there? Hangar? At the Hangar? I haven't been to the Hangar in years. Well, they, I don't know why, but it's uh, been a long time. It's, there's one in Westfield, too. There's uh, It's the old uh, School Street Bistro. Oh. They turned into... Uh, Hangar two? Oh, it's just the hangar. I think it's it's all part of that wings over thing with the, oh, with yeah. the wings. They get those golden barbecue wings there. Oh my You like God. that one? Yeah, it's like uh it's like a sweet 
salty uh, kind of yeah. thing going on. Pretty I'm good. a I'm a kind of a, like a big fan of like a dry rubbed type of type of wing. I don't need anything real saucy. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Saucy? I don't I don't need saucy. Oh, you like a, like a dry rub. I kind of like eh, that. I like the saucy. You I like, like a saucy? I like, I like eh. getting down and dirty with it. To each his own. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, actress Anna Gunn is going to be joining us uh, next hour. You may remember her for as uh, Skyler from Breaking Bad, uh, Walter Wy- Walter White's wife. Never saw that. Yeah, you should really get on the bandwagon know, on that I'm, one. I'm, it's an awful I'm, good series. Uh, well, anyway, she's on a new series now, uh, Most Dangerous Game New York. It's available for streaming on Roku. We'll be talking to her in just a few minutes. I'm just waiting for the hype to die down. Yeah, you don't want to be a part of a uh, you you don't want to be part of a like a like a movement. No, no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> You want to stand on your own. Right. Uh, I'm just reading this story here about this uh, Chicago carjacker. Yeah. Uh, prosecutors say a would-be carjacker failed to get away with the victim's car because he didn't know how to drive a stick shift. That's embarrassing. Who's got a car with a stick shift anymore? Uh, I'm sure there's some out there. It's probably hard to find. Yeah, I bet. Chicago police were able to track him down because he ran from the scene with the victim's keys, uh, which he had uh, an air, which had an air tag attached. The air tag is probably worth more than the car that has the stick shift in it. Twenty-five <laughs> year old Andrew Moran was or moron, moron was charged with vehicular hijacking and aggravated battery of peace officers during a court hearing on Saturday afternoon. Judge Charles Beach ordered him uh, to pay a fifteen thousand dollar bail. Uh, Moran allegedly knocked on the victim driver's side door as she sat in the parking lot of a strip mall uh holding his left hand in his pocket moran told the victim to get out because he needed to take the car because someone would kill him if he didn't uh the woman believing moran had a gun in his jacket pocket got out and called the police from a nearby store while she called for help moran struggled to get her uh audi a3 oh so it's like a newer car <laughs> you imagine though you're gonna go you want to go steal a car yeah you, you, you break in and then all of a sudden you have to learn how to use a clutch. Well, see, that's uh, my dad told me I wasn't able to go get my license until I learned how to drive a manual transmission first. That's how I learned. Yeah. he. G- this guy gave up and ran away as police sirens grew, grew louder. Prosecutors said surveillance cameras recorded the uh, carjacking attempt. Yeah, so he uh, couldn't get away. Damn. <laughs> yeah, why? What are you in here for? I don't know how to drive a stick. Yeah, I, I, I was able to go a full three feet before I realized I didn't know how to drive this thing. Yeah, you're talking to other criminals in there. How'd you, uh, what are you in here for? I ran out of ammunition, man. <laughs> what about you? Oh, my, I dropped my knife and uh, then I got caught. What about you? Uh, I don't know how to drive a stick. <laughs> you douche. I got messed up by a clutch. Yeah, uh. I didn't even use the clutch. <laughs> didn't even realize I had to. Right. Couldn't get out of first gear. Right. It's 656 at Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Get instant savings with your Rocky's Ace Rewards card. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, remember Cam Newton? He used to be something. Of course, that was an awful long time ago. I'm sure some of you might remember back in the pre-Mac Jones era of New England Patriots football when everybody was all excited about Cam Newton for about six and a half seconds. Of course, that didn't exactly work out very well, but Cam Newton is still a three-time Pro Bowl selection, a former MVP, a former number one draft pick, a Heisman Trophy winner, and oh yeah, he also won a Super Bowl at one point in his career too. He just forgot to show any of that stuff when he was in Foxborough. Instead, he was just... 
uh, consistently mediocre at best and has not played a full season of football in over two years. Yesterday, however, Cam Newton decided to show that his one spectacular football career is not yet over. Instead, still has all the explosive skills and what made him all the rage more than a dozen years ago. According to reports, Cam Newton threw more than 30 passes in front of a bunch of NFL scouts during a pro day workout at Auburn University. 30 passes! That's almost as many passes as he completed with the Patriots. Nevertheless, Cam is trying to prove that his football skills are still intact. In fact, at one point, he threw a 50-yard pass downfield to his younger brother just to show those NFL scouts that he meant business. And while he would not answer any questions from the press, he did post a video on Twitter which he said, Tell me how these randoms keep getting jobs. Don't worry about it. I can't wait to show you. Some 30-odd-yard passes later, tens of people are talking about it. Oh, sure. He was tossing passes without the threat of oncoming defenses, without scripted offensive plays, or without anything on the line other than the desperation of trying to refuel your busted football career. Is anyone going to give Cam Newton another shot? Maybe, but throwing footballs around in an empty stadium ain't exactly indicative that you've turned everything around. It does, however, show that as long as nobody is running after you, you still haven't lost a step. But hey, and my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Speaking of steps, can you count four? As in like Scott's four step? It's almost time for step one. Head over to Rocky's, get Scott's four step annual lawn program for a hundred bucks. Instant savings with your Ace Rewards card. No rebate nonsense whatsoever. Step it up with Scott's four step and Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back, that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 709 and Pink Floyd with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 60. Uh, it is 30 right now in downtown Springfield. It is it is 29 in East Longmeadow. Uh, you know, uh, for my money, uh, one of my favorite series of all time yeah. is uh, Breaking Bad. I already told you about that. You've never seen it. so I'm, I'm waiting for the hype to die down to watch it. Yeah, smart idea. Very yeah. good uh, to not get involved with what everybody else is being in, uh, has gotten involved with. But mm-hmm. anyway, uh, the woman that played Skylar White, Walter White's wife. Uh, oh, you ruined Gunn. the show for me. No, not really. Not really. Although I can say uh, that relationship took a few bumps along the way. Anyway, she's in a, a series... Now called uh, The Most Dangerous Game, New York. It's uh, streaming right now on Roku. You can check that out. It's available now. And on the phone that's right now, on the Celebrity Hotline, it's uh, actress <laughs> Hannah Gunn. Good morning, Andra. <laughs> Anna, how you doing? Hi, Mike. I'm well, thank you. How are you? Good. Uh, the Most Dangerous Game in New York. I just watched the uh, the trailer for, uh, for, the, for the new season. And the one question I have is, isn't there some easier game these guys can play? I mean, no one ever gets killed playing Pictionary <laughs> or Candy Crush. There's got to be an easier way of having a good time and making money. I know. This is not like whack-a-mole or something. It's too bad. <laughs> and the game, the dangerous game you'll be playing is whack-a-mole. Well, you know, but you gotta, um, but you got to admit all those games are fun. Whack-a-mole is a blast to play. It is. Although I, I think once I got so into whack-a-mole that I, I broke one of the moles or he, or he stayed down. He stayed down for a while. Let's put it that way. Um, <laughs> Yes, but the dangerous game that they are playing on this particular wonderful TV show is is not whack-a-mole. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's probably it, – I think that's too bad because I find that to be a very competitive sport and uh, yes, <laughs> certainly worth standing in line for. 
They uh, you, it's it's such a stacked cast. Uh, it, you know, it was last season. It is this season. Christoph Waltz has won two Oscars. Uh, David Castaneda from Umbrella Academy replacing Liam Hemsworth. Then there's you with a big giant stack of 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 Emmy awards. Tell me about your role in the in the show this season. Well, I play uh, the chairwoman of um, the Tygo Corporation, the Tygo firm, and it's basically the the, the plot is that. Um, the game in this is man hunts man. That's really right. what it is. Uh, that's and and so um, and Christoph Waltz is in charge of finding the player, and the player he finds this season is David Castaneda, who is a, a boxer who's going through some tough times. He has a younger sister that he would do anything in the world to protect. And I am the chairwoman of this of this firm, and um, so I am basically overseeing Christoph Waltz's character. I am making sure that all the eyes are dotted and the T's are crossed, and that we have that we have a really great player. It's all about money, you know. Who, which which player is going to bring in the most money? Which which player is going to get the the people who bet on this most interested get the you know the hunters most interested. <laughs> well, as you know, even a whack-a-mole has its rules. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you have Wow, to... you are into the whack-a-mole. <laughs> Had I known, <laughs> I'm going to send you. Oh, good. Sort of whack-a-mole <laughs> situation. It's it sounds great. The, the trailer looks really good, and it's available to uh, to stream now. But you know, I, I've. Yeah, you know, I've been watching you for a long time now. I've, I probably just finished binging, you know, Breaking Bad for the nine hundredth time, and I still think it's one of the greatest drama oh series of uh, of all time, oh. and and maybe some of the greatest acting in the history of television. When when you read for the oh, po- that's so nice. Well, uh, you, you're welcome. <laughs> but when you <laughs> but when you read for that part of Skyler, I mean, what were your impressions yeah. on uh, on seeing it on the page for the very first time? Could you see what that show was going to look like when you first read it? Or was it, uh, or was it something that even exceeded your expectations? I mean, honestly, uh, I had uh, just had my second baby, and I was like, my hands were really full. I was, I had had a flu for a while, and the wonderful casting director, uh, um, my friend Sharon Bialy and and her partner Sherry Thomas, um, they they had sent the pilot to me to read. Um, they wanted me to come in and read for Skylar, and I had just, my hands were so full, and um, my agent had said, did you read it yet? And I said, no, no, I promise I'll get to it. And the phone call, the phone rang, it was Sherry saying, read that script right now. And I said, okay, yes, ma'am. And I read it, sat down, and honestly, I thought it was one of the most brilliant things, bar none, be it a film script, a television script. Uh, a play. I thought it was one of the most incredible pieces of writing I'd ever encountered. Um, I all I wanted to know from Vince was a little bit more about where the character would go and how she would develop. Right. Um, and and he told me a little bit about that, and I was sold. And um, but I don't think any of us could have guessed at. I mean, you know, you always take this chance when you do a pilot, especially. You know the plot line is a, a chemistry teacher is dying of lung cancer, and then he's gonna. And is it going to be too much? And will people, you know, will people get attached to it? Well, we had no idea how how much people would be attached. <laughs> well, people, I mean, um, and people did get. I, and people, and I have to say, go ahead, go ahead. 
I, I was just going to say, and I have to say, you know, there's there's a sense of watching uh, the second season's most dangerous game. It really keeps it truly keeps you on the edge of your seat. I'm not just saying that. I I watched it just recently myself, and even though I knew what was coming, I was on the I truly was on the edge of my seat. It it just keeps you. It keeps your heart pounding the whole time because it is a life and death game, obviously. But it has that that same quality of what you know, how what is he going to do next, and how is he going to get out of that next, and how is this going to happen, and and surprise after surprise after surprise. So yeah. it, I thought that those the shows shared that that, that quality. It 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 looks terrific. I, I mean, I I know you're you're involved in this now, but. You know what? Odin Kirk got a spinoff. Aaron Paul got a movie. Has anyone talked about a Skylar spinoff? You know, she tries to rebuild her life, starts dating yeah. again. You know, moves next to a crazy neighbor, opens up a car wash. Has anyone ever talked to you about that? Yes, people actually talked to me, stop me, and ask uh, where my car wash is. <laughs> um, no, they uh, sometimes they do, or they'll just say, "Have an A one day." And sometimes I'm I'm in a you know I'm thinking about something else, thinking, <laughs> "Why are people telling me to have an A one day?" Um, but, uh, no, we, I think that, you know, for, for Vince doing the, the movie, the, the Breaking Bad movie, yeah. which was really about, you know, Aaron and what, and what happens to his character afterwards. Um, but definitely Betsy Brant and I said, we should have a Skyler, you know, a Skyler and Marie spinoff. <laughs> and we decided that what we do is we escape to a Caribbean island and we open a, like a tiki bar. <laughs> That's a, such a great idea. And I told Vince about it. And Vince, Vince is a gentleman. He's a, he's a nice, he's a, the nicest Virginia gentleman. And he, and he went, Vince, sorry if you're listening to this. He went, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a real interesting idea, <laughs> which means that's the worst idea I've ever heard. Um, but he, <laughs> it might be something. I mean, you know, I want to know what Skyler gets up to. Afterwards. Everybody, everybody. So does. I certainly. Yeah. Well, great. Hey, and I, well, I, I know you don't have a lot of time here. Again, most dangerous game, New York. It's on Roku. It's now available. It's it's wonderful to talk to you. I wish you all the best uh, of luck with the series. Thank you so much. We appreciate you can it. watch it anywhere. You can watch <laughs> it on Roku, but you can also watch it anywhere. Anywhere. Thank you, Anna. We appreciate it. Anna, Anna okay. Gunn with Thank Bax you. and Nagel and Rock 102. Hi, it's Hank from Tudor House Liquors. Listen to Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 724 and the Eagles with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be nice and sunny today with a high of 60. It is 30 right now in downtown Springfield. The uh, the daily podcast is going to get posted after 10 o'clock this morning. That way, if you miss the show, you can always go back and listen to it when it's damn convenient for you on your timetable without all the hassle of songs and commercials to mess the whole thing up. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast this week. A repost of my interview from uh, 2021 with five-time Grammy Award winning producer Hugh Padgham. Guy produced everybody from Peter Gabriel to Genesis to Phil Collins to David Bowie to The Police, The Fix, and a whole lot more. Really interesting interview. And uh, with any luck, I got a real good one next week. Uh, I don't want to say who it is yet, but I'm actually really excited about it. I'll tell you more maybe uh, tomorrow or Friday. All right. All right. Sounds like a plan. You'll find all those podcasts available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and on rock102.com.
so I uh, I subscribed to Apple uh, TV. You did, and I haven't. Uh, I still haven't watched Ted Lasso yet. I literally, I literally got like the first five minutes into it, and then yeah. you know, the phone call happened, and had to pause it, and haven't gone back to it yet. Well, it's like it's not a show you can watch with your kids. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not why. So I have to like uh, be careful of the times that I choose that I want to watch uh, my my TV. This is why I don't watch Breaking Bad. It, it's uh, it's I not really a family. F- I would not, even though it revolves around a family, I would not say it's a family friendly uh escape i don't know my mom used to let me uh watch all kinds of movies her and i watched blue velvet together that was a <laughs> that was a nice movie that's uh, a good choice nine and a half weeks uh that was a that was a good one do, uh, do you ever, i mean i i this happened with me and my kids uh like we'd be watching something on tv like they'd want to watch something and we'd start watching it and all of a sudden i'm i'm paying attention to what's going on on the tv and i'm realizing either i shouldn't be on the in the room with my kids watching this show or my kids shouldn't be watching this show. My yeah. kids went through a, a whole big Family Guy <laughs> yeah. stretch. Right. And uh, I mean, you know, five percent of the jokes no kid is ever going to understand, but every adult understands what's going on. Yeah. And you realize, ooh, we're so close to really not being in a comfortable position when your kids are in the room and watching the Family Guy. You know, it's uncomfortable on both ends of that. You're you're, you're like uh, when you were a kid, watch a movie. And then, like a scene came up, yeah, that was like a maybe a sex scene. Mm-hmm. And your parents are in the room. Oh, it makes you feel awful. It's like it's like, and nobody wants to look at each other. It's like this really uncomfortable silence. Yeah, you quickly grab a magazine, pretend you're not paying attention uh, to it. I don't know what I'm talking about there. Uh, this is odd. <laughs> so, but, but obviously, with the Family Guy, it is some of the jokes in there are a little uncomfortable well, when you're yeah, watching and, them with your kids. And the problem is, you 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 don't want to laugh naturally for something that's like horribly offensive, because all of a sudden it real you, you realize what kind of example am I setting for my children? Yeah, but is it doesn't it come down to like okay, they don't really understand it, you know what they might not understand the joke. I think when they first started watching it, the show, they didn't understand the jokes. But as yeah. the months went by and they matured a little bit more, all of a sudden they were putting the whole thing together and then <laughs> understanding the jokes. I, I got to get some clips from th- one of the more recent ones. I, fi- I don't watch it very often anymore, yeah. but I, I got to watch it the other day and I was catching up with the, this most recent season. And uh, Peter pretends that Lois is dead. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's like, wow, this dead wife thing's really working out for me. You know, because he's getting all this free stuff. Sure. He's a dad. Yeah. And everybody is, is in awe about the dad who can change a diaper in the middle of a park. And, <laughs> oh, he's so he, you know, he's so great. He's a great dad. He can do all that dad stuff. But it was it was pretty funny. And I, I think we should probably get some clips from you it. You probably should. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's 728. We have news next to Rock 102. I'm Michael. It's just about 731 with Bax and Nagle and Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Gary Rum Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon and the notable Steve Nagle. Very notable. Extremely notable. You're the most notable thing in the room. Well, that's how Western Mass News described me as a notable bartender. Yeah, notable, which I thought was kind of... um, I don't know if that's a dismissive term or or a compliment. I, it's it's kind of hard to figure out where they were going with that. Yeah, I 
I don't question uh, the local media anymore. Actually, you, yes, I do. You do it every day. I know. I do it every second. I'm actually going to do it right here in about two seconds. All right. The uh, Springfield police are uh, looking for the public's help in locating the birth mother of a baby found abandoned. Uh, well, this was the story from yesterday. They say the baby was out there for 48 hours before anybody found it. And uh, that lady that came home said that, you know, the skin had been uh, turning, you know, the skin was cold mm-hmm. and she wrapped it in a blanket and then had to call the ambulance. So they're only seeing uh, a shadow on the surveillance camera of just this car seat appearing. Doesn't say there's anybody walking up with the car seat. The car seat just appeared. Yeah. So last hour, you and I were talking about, you know, you know, wasn't there a neighbor that noticed something was amiss, like a baby was out in the front yard or on the front stoop? Babies uh, typically cry when they're agitated. Did no one hear a baby crying maybe for the, 48 hours? Maybe the baby wasn't crying. You've had a baby, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you didn't give birth to the baby, but you've been around babies, right? Yeah. Had they ever gone 48 hours without crying? Uh, I don't know. I've never left them for 48 hours by themselves. Right, but even yeah. with uh, you know constant attention, the only way they can communicate is through uh, noises and tears, mm-hmm. right? So was nobody in this Forest Park neighborhood noticing a, a, like an outdoor cry of a child? Well, uh, how many times do you go out in the morning and you hear a, a rabbit screaming in the woods? It sounds like a little kid. Hey, you can't tell the difference. Well, I got to get inside and work. I'm not going to pay attention to everything going on in nature. But yeah, if I hear a baby crying, I'm probably going to pick up the phone and uh, call the cops. Listen, I don't know the circumstances. I don't know. Uh, you know, maybe I sh- maybe I should ask Ryan Walsh and see uh, see if there's any more info yeah. we can find out. He'll give you information. It'll be a guy. You know what? Let me ask somebody. <laughs> That's what he'll say. Let me ask. It's not hard to believe that. I mean, I don't know where this house was. Sitting back from the road, maybe nobody, maybe nobody else was home all weekend long. I don't know. The neighbors, I think you're asking a little bit too much. I don't think I am asking too much. I think this is the exact kind of question that everybody should be asking: How did this happen? And nobody noticed the baby was outside. Uh, a Westfield uh, police officer suffered serious injuries yesterday morning after he was struck by a car while directing traffic in a road work zone. Now, a local legislator is working, or I'm sorry, he's weighing in on how work zones can be safer. In the wake of Tuesday's crash, uh, State Senator John Velas called upon drivers to take more precautions as the start of road work season is now upon us. Tuesday morning, road work on Western Avenue would have turned dangerous for the officer directing traffic when a car struck the officer, sending him to the hospital with serious injuries. Velas said, it is a tragedy. I'm just hoping for a speedy recovery and that any support he needs, he gets. Just over 10 years ago, 53-year-old Westfield police officer Jose Torres was killed in a work zone accident. Torres was also directing traffic around road crews when he was fatally hit by a dump truck. Uh, They asked uh, Velas if there was anything being proposed in the state legislature to prevent crashes like these, and he said you can have all the laws on the books you want, but people still need to follow them. He's right. you got to pay attention to what you're doing. It's true. Uh, That's These accidents, you know, are preventable. Well, you know, you do have people, um, you know, speeding. You do have people, you know, being inattentive. I mean, you know, let's put it this way. When you're in a construction zone, that's probably not the time to be fiddling around with your cell phone. No, no. Actually, no time driving. Yeah, but especially then. I almost got hit last night on I-91 
on the Chickabee Curve, uh, coming down, uh, going to downtown last night. Yeah. And uh, this guy, like in a sedan, just uh, starts drifting over in the lane on the Chickabee Curve and, like, not even paying attention because he was on his phone. It's like, get off the phone. Get off your phone. You don't need to be on your phone while you're driving. No. That's why you have all those hand-free options. Yes. I can, uh, Siri can do pretty much anything I want her to do. Yeah. She'll do anything I want. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's one woman. I just say, hey, Siri, do it for me. And she does it for me. What does she do? Well, like I just said. And yet your phone didn't activate at all. She can search the internet for me or she can have sex with me. And everything Everything in between. between. All right. Get in. (laughs) Uh, One popular prom and wedding venue in Western Massachusetts is hoping to wrap up a massive renovation project just in time for big spring events. Uh, The Log Cabin is getting a brand new look before the busy season starts. I can't wait to see the renovations in this place. This is going to be done by when? Uh, By by this April. By, By the time we get our April 1st. By the time we have our uh, bacon and bacon and brews, which yeah, is April twenty third, that'll be awesome. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a brand new place in there. Are they just doing the inside of it? They're not doing like the that outdoor patio area, which I think is really cool as it is. Uh, said so the building hasn't seen a reservation in fifteen years. It was really really due. Uh, honestly, it was overdue to brighten up the space. We needed to make what we feel uh, what the new generation wanted. Sounds like they're doing the big ballroom. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, lots of other stuff going on there. I can't I, wait to see it. I like uh, I like a lot of ballroom. I know you do. You like the ball tasting when you have to go to the ball. Well, then when the bright nights ball uh, comes around, I uh, have been on the ball tasting committee a number of times. Which, by the way, when Judy Matt was in here last week, you weren't yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, but uh, she said that I could be on the ball tasting committee this year. Really? Yeah. And uh, am I boxed out? Well, you didn't ask. I wasn't here. How can I ask if I wasn't here? Well, you didn't. Uh, you didn't. You didn't ask last year. Well, I don't just. You know, I don't ask because I mean I don't want to feel like I'm imposing. You well, know, it's really Judy's decision whether she wants me on the ball tasting committee. You. Uh, I don't think she wants you on the ball tasting committee. Huh? Maybe she doesn't like the way you taste balls. Listen, I have always given my my best foot forward when it came to uh, choosing the menu items, and when, the ball tasting committee was where you do that. Yeah. Well, you know, when you put that hot, melty cordon bleu in your mouth, uh-huh. the ball tasting. You swirl it around you a little swirl bit. Swirl it around a little mm-hmm. bit. That's, I know. Mm-hmm. I know. That, that's your thing. It is my thing. A Massachusetts man has been sentenced to prison for his role in stealing more than $8 million from hundreds of people in a romance fraud scheme. According to the Justice Department, 30-year-old Kofi Osei was uh, sentenced to 54 months in prison and two years of supervised release. He was also ordered to pay $4 million in restitution. Uh, From 2016 to 2020, Osei opened 77 bank accounts with fake identities using fake documents. He used those bank accounts to fraudulently receive funds from several victims of romance scams, where Osei used fake online personas to develop a relationship with people across the country and persuade them to send him money. Once he received the money, he would withdraw the money and use it uh, to fund the cashier's checks or personal purchases. Osei went by several names during these schemes, including Paul Proia, Kenneth Buck, Jeffrey Anash, Arthur Ivy. What? Why would you pick that as a fake name? I don't know. David LaBelle. That must be uh, Patty's uh, brother. Right. Manuel Abdallah and Andrew Mastis. You know, I uh, 
I just don't have that genetic uh, predisposition to be a scumbag of that order. I mean, you're playing on the on the uh, the the vulnerabilities of lonely people. Yeah, lonely rich people who, frankly, should never be lonely the way I see it. But yeah, here's a guy taking advantage of all these people in the millions. It'd be one thing to like date somebody and you know you know jam them out of like a hundred bucks. Yeah, you know, like yeah, like uh, that's one thing. You're talking in the millions. Yeah, with millions. multiple aliases. This that, guy was like screaming to get caught. It seems like a lot of work and a lot of like to keep up with all the fake names you got going on there. Yes, that one with the what did what did I say it was? Uh, author, author Ivy. Author Ivy. Come on, at least come up with like. Uh, Dick goes in you or something like that. Right. Something fake. <laughs> like uh like uh Lou Sir. You know what yeah, I mean? Right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. right. Or uh or Master Bates. Yes. Yes. No one would expect or, that to be fake. Or Mark Z Spot. <laughs> or Robin D. Cradle. I think right. that's for that's when he was dating the younger uh the younger ones. Right. Yeah. Or you're a snot. That's a good one, too. I like that one, too. Yeah. We could go on and on, but we don't really have the time to do that, do we? No, not really. Excuse me. Whoa. <sighs> What's going on? Over? What were you eating? Been fighting that one for hours. Hours? What did hours. you eat? I, uh, like a couple of hard-boiled eggs and some black coffee. A and somehow that made me gaseous. A couple of hard-boiled eggs and some coffee? That's it. Is that like the new thing that you're doing now? Hard-boiled eggs and black coffee. Uh, that's, what, what, are you getting a blood test date or something? <laughs> What's going on? Uh, trying to be good. I'm trying to be healthy. That's a, That seems a little bland. Oh, trust me. Two eggs and a black coffee? It's, a, it's bland. Uh, have you heard of this yet? No. Uh, a recent TikTok trend called the everything shower. It's, no. It's picking up steam. Get it? Because it's in the shower. <laughs> it's the shower. Uh, the Wall Street Journal just did a story on it. It's when you take an extra long shower, maybe an hour or more. An hour that. an hour per shower? An hour per shower. And basically give yourself a full spot treatment once a week. People on TikTok, mostly uh, women, are posting videos showing off their routine Instead of just washing yourself down, an everything shower might include stuff like facial treatments, a full body exfoliator, a deep conditioning hair mask, and detoxifying scalp scrub. So basically every beauty product you've got. Some people also like candles. You don't light a candle in the shower. Please. Uh, or sit around in a robe when they're uh, done to give it a more spa day kind of feel. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about you. I don't have that kind of time in my day. An hour. Who's got the money to afford the water? Yeah, I know. I mean, listen, I'll I'll wash everything from head to toe. Yeah, but I want to get in and out of there as fast as possible. Get to you know get cracking on the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, how long do you take in the shower? Ten minutes, maybe. Oh, that's kooky talk. What do you mean that's kooky talk? Ten minutes in the shower? It's <laughs> not bad. I take about like seven or eight minutes. Seven or eight minutes. Yeah, it de- it depends on how uh, yeah, you have how much hair, I really got to get in there. You have hair to wash. I don't have uh, all that much hair. Yeah. So it doesn't. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, I just use soap. See, I I use a shampoo through my luxurious yeah. head of hair. Yeah, yeah, that takes a long time to make it so perfect and and supple. Yeah, you've got that herbal essence style uh, hair. Don't I? I don't have that at all. You could shampoo your head with a sponge. I could. 
But seven or eight minutes, it seems a little light for somebody with such thick amount of hair on your head. And, and a lot of body to wash. Yeah. I don't think you're, I don't think you're spending enough time on yourself. Perhaps. But, Steve, you know, uh, you know got to get things moving. You have one of those, on a schedule. You have one of those loofahs, like the big like extended on a stick ones that you have to rub down your back? Uh, not at the moment. I don't have a loofah. I got a, I got a back scrubbing brush, but I don't have the loofah. Oh, okay. That's, a, that's an old man thing, the back scrubbing brush. Yeah, right. Yeah. You probably have all these geriatric things in your shower. A yeah, handle, I got, I got, suction cup handle. Yeah, on the I got I got those, that, the pair like the, like three foot <laughs> pincers that uh, if I need like uh, like one of my one of my medications, I can just grab it. Oh, I, my, one of my puffs fell on the floor. I'm gonna right. pick it up with the uh, with the grabber. All my shoes have Velcro. <laughs> That's actually true. I've seen you with the Velcro shoes before. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 60. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 56. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Freedom Credit. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 750 in Queen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 60. It is 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, this Saturday, you are going to be at the pre-open house of BioLife Plasma Services in West Springfield from uh, noon to 4. You did know that, right? I did know that. All yeah. right, good. But yeah, donating plasma at BioLife Plasma Services, your kindness enables someone to live life more fully and it doesn't cost you nothing to uh, to do it in fact it actually pays you just imagine the difference you could make if you could take the $900 you can earn in the first month and donate it to your favorite charity and while you're there stop by the Rock 102 table for your chance to win great prizes that's this Saturday from noon to 2 at BioLife Plasma Services 239 Memorial Avenue West Springfield with Steve Nagel and the road crew from Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock Are you ready to finally start this show? I am ready to let it rip well, I'm not ready yet either. So, All right, how about now? Okay, how about now? Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. <laughs> Clear it up. Something going on in there. Uh, New England Public Media, uh, the merged broadcaster of WFCR Public Radio and WGBY Television uh, Channel 57, mm-hmm. laid off 17 workers yesterday, about 20% of its uh, part-time staff. Uh, cuts did not include public radio reporting staff, but, uh, Nick Oresco, I think that's his name. Yeah. Uh, 22 news. Uh, he reported on it. Let's see if we can get that. Why is this not working? I don't know. Oh, for uh, God's sakes. You know, uh, yeah. Headwinds from the last. All right. All right, ready? Okay, yes, All right here we go. Yes. All right. Uh, All right. I'm sorry. Our producer, you're fired. <laughs> All right, here we go. In a statement to 22 News, the media company said, quote, the need to align our staffing with a new model, along with serious financial headwinds from the last three years, has led us to the painful decision to reduce our staff by 17 people. This includes the staff that produced the television program Connecticut Point. Oh, Connecticut Point. I remember that show. I believe it's called Connection Point. Yeah, why yeah, why would the uh why would the Springfield public radio be worrying about Connecticut? Well, it's a uh, it's it's connecting point. Ah, you can see where Not someone might con- screw that Connecticut up. Connecticut connecting. Right. Uh, you get it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, he's new to the He's not that new to the job. Well, uh, he's new. Even if you were new to the job, I think you'd be able to under- uh, differentiate between Connecting Point and Connecticut Point. 
maybe. No, no, no. It's not a maybe. Yeah. It's like I think I think that's usually pretty clear. Well, no, it connects to Connecticut. That's how they call the show. That's right. why they do it. Yeah. That, they've got their own public radio down there. Clip number two. Here's a teen girl who can't stop crying after being told she has won st- or right, that she ha- has Taylor Swift tickets. Not that she's won them. Her older sister tricked her into thinking they belong to a friend. And then surprised her with the good news. Look where her tickets are. More tickets to Taylor Swift. Where's her seats, though? On the floor. Why? Except for they're actually out of tickets. What? I'm not kidding. Stop. I'm going to cry. <laughs> it's Stop. It's literally a joke. It's not a joke. Oh, my God. It's good news. <sighs> Jesus. Oh boy, jeez. That. You know, these uh these uh, these Taylor Swift tickets are like the, you know, it's the hot item. Right. Everybody wants them. I actually have video of a of a kid at a Taylor Swift con- concert. Mm-hmm. This is this is what you can expect to sit next to at a Taylor Swift show if if you get tickets. Yes, yes, please. Here's my $2,000 so I can sit next to that for three hours. Yeah, that was definitely worth the expense of watching your children scream. Please. Oh, yeah. Everybody wants the hot ticket to the Taylor Swift show that you can't hear because other people are screaming in your ear next to you. Uh, clip number three. Uh, there was a time in classic rock history when things like this would happen. You ready? Yoko Ono, fed up with her husband John Lennon, gave him the green light and suggested he spend some time in Los Angeles with their assistant. All right. She's into it. May Pang. Yeah, May Pang. Uh, she has a new documentary hitting theaters next month. Here's a little bit of the trailer. My name is May Pang, and this is my story. Yoko walked into my office and said, John and I are not getting along. I want you to go out with him. Are you kidding? I can't do that. He's my employee. He's my boss. He's your husband. I was 23, and my first boyfriend was John Lennon. She did not realize it was going to turn into such a big love affair. She thought it would be two weeks, gone, goodbye. She told me, so something you've taken John back. And I said, what? She said, I think it's time. I'm not even going to say what happened. Some of it was ridiculous. One way of putting it. Oh, wow. Yeah, there you Look go. That, man. Wow, May Pang. Huh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You said uh, we knew somebody who knew him we, or knew her? We knew of a guy who knew her. In fact, I think we interviewed her at least once. Oh, May Pang. Actually, uh, yeah, her and Johnny Depp came over. and uh, Johnny the garage Depp, door. Yeah, Johnny Depp brought the ambrosia and she brought the three bean salad. And uh, we, had a, we had a great time over the weekend. And if he didn't have yeah. pictures of him actually hanging out with May Pang and Johnny Depp, it's called uh, it's called uh, the Lost Weekend, a love story. The weekend uh, turned into eighteen months. <laughs> it opens uh, April thirteenth, so be on the lookout for that. Could be pretty interesting. Here's one of your uh, final clips. One of the uh, great scenarios in sports. Bottom of the ninth, two outs, behind by one run. To make it even more dramatic, it was Japan leading the U.S. In the 2023 World Baseball Classic Championship, at the plate for Team USA, Mike Trout, right? Okay. Pitcher of Japan, Shohai Otani, Trout's teammate on the Angels. Otani would uh, win the duel, striking Trout out. 
Japan won the trophy. Here's the final call on Mike's comment after the game. Trout's ready. 3-2. He struck him out! Otani strikes out Trout, and Japan's back on top of the baseball world. Obviously, he didn't come out the way I wanted to. You know, I think uh, as a baseball fan, I think everybody wanted to see it. He won round one. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, you can't take anything away from it. Just to be able to come out of the bullpen, you know, as a starter, and, you know, it's showtime. So hats off to them guys over there. Tough night for us, but uh, we'll be back. Can you imagine that? You're losing to your own teammate? Yeah, how tense is that going to oh, be? Oh, man. You go, how are you going to live that down when you go back into the clubhouse? Yeah, spring training is still going on, pal. That's going to be a very, very tense conversation. I didn't know they had the championship uh, before the season began. Oh, yeah, no, it's disruptive. Why do, they, why do we – is this just – this is all, I think, just related to sports betting, isn't it? Like, we just have all these sports um, events so people can bet on them. <laughs> No, because the World Baseball Classic <laughs> yeah. has been going on for a while, but uh, this is uh, except nobody paid attention to it until right this very moment. Well, there you go. It is uh, now here. This it is seven fifty eight with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Two great tastes to take. Rock one hundred two Springfield's Classic Rock. It's eight eleven and Bon Jovi with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of sixty. Tomorrow rainy with a high of fifty six. Uh, looking at uh, thirty two right now in downtown Springfield. Ooh, you ready to uh, ready to do a little spelling bee? Oh Jesus! What's your what's your uh, what's your uh, spelling and knowledge? You know, it's uh, it's funny if I'm able to write it down. Yeah. I might be able to get away with the spelling. If I'm doing it off the top of my head without writing it down, yeah. I'm going to flunk this thing. So you got to write it down? The whole idea is to spell it without using a piece of paper. Yeah, I know. This and is I'm going to test you. Uh, All right, you ready? All right, fine. So I'm not writing it down. This is off the top of my head. Someone looked at uh, Google search stats to find the most common words uh, that we want to know how to spell okay because we're we're really bad at spelling them you ready i'm ready uh here's the first one restaurant restaurant uh could you use it in a sentence uh i am doing a spelling bee about uh, the word restaurant right now r-e-s-t-a-u-r-a-n-t yeah congratulations that's the first one not bad yes Pneumonia. Pneumonia. Could you use it in a sentence? Uh, I uh, clean my kitchen floors with pneumonia, Ah, which gives me the feeling like I have pneumonia. Okay. P-N-E-U-N-O-M-I-A. No, 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 no. Knew I was going to mess that one up. You said N. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's M-O-N-I. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah right. Again, if I had written it down, that would have been different. It's P-N-E-U-M-O-N-I-A. Yes. You're not that bright. I went to college. I don't know if I could spell that either, but I got the answers in front of me, so it's really not... Uh, yeah. yeah, well, see, that's the, that's <clears throat> different. Appreciate. Appreciate. Could you use it in a sentence? I don't appreciate you one bit, sir. A P P. Hey, you know me. Uh, A P P R E C 
C-A-T-E. Uh, no. Uh, wrong. Nice. A-P-P-R-E-C-I-A-T-E. Oh, yeah, right. Appreciate. Yeah. Well, I was close. Uh, here's a hard one. You ready? Yes. Receipt. Could you use it in a sentence? Uh, I once uh, rolled a joint using a receipt tape from CVS. <sighs> receipt. R-E-C-I-E-P-T. No, oh, it's E-I-P-T. I before uh, E except after, after C. C. That's why I messed it, it all up. Yeah, but that's not always the case. Isn't there, uh, what are the other words that have the E before the I? Yeah, that's, yeah, honestly, and, and it doesn't always apply. How about uh, beautiful? Beautiful. Could you use it in a sentence? No. B-E-A-U. T-I-F-U-L. Yes. Yay. Congratulations. There you go. There you go. Niece. Could you use it in a sentence? Uh, no. <laughs> N-I-E-C-E. Yes. There congratulations. All right. Here, here's where it gets uh here's where it gets a little harder. You ready? Uh, yeah, okay. Maintenance. Could you use it in a sentence? Uh, no. Maintenance. M-A-I-N-T-A-N-I-C-E-Y-P and a silent Q. Giant car crash right there. That was wrong. M-A-I-N-T-E-N-A-N-C-E. Oh, that was so yeah, close. Maintenance. Okay. All right, this one is a little bit weird because there's two different ways to spell it because there's two different meanings. But I'll give you the, the common one. Bougie. I say it all the time. Bougie. Mm -hmm. See, that sounds like a colloquial word that doesn't really have, like like bourgeois. Say that again. What was that? Colloquial. 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 Right. Colloquial. Yes. Yes. Bougie. Why is bougie. it bougie? Uh, could you use it in a sentence? Uh, oh, I got this bougie uh, phone right here uh, that I bought <clears> this morning. Okay, because uh, I've never actually seen it spelled out. I'm going to say B-O-U-G-I-E. Correct. Hey, How about that? that? But there's also, that. it's like where you're being bougie. Yeah. Uh, like uh, like you bought expensive champagne. That's the example. That's see, that would be see bougie is kind of like a like an like a form of bourgeois. Yeah. That's different, and that's got like a like a like a French spelling. But there's another meaning to it, and I can't remember. One's like pretending to be like you're rich, and one is being rich. Gotcha. It's spelled differently. It's b o j i e or something uh, like that. Okay. Anyway, diarrhea. Oh, this is a tough one. Could you use it in a sentence? I have diarrhea and indigestion. <sighs> diarrhea. D I A R R H I A. No! Oh, oh God, you missed it just like you missed the bowl. D I A R R H E A. I knew there was an H in there. I couldn't. Yeah, uh, I just yeah. didn't know where to put it. Di you never saw the commercial? Diarrhea. His stomach's getting yeah, all bloated and yeah, everything like that. And uh, finally, the last one. Are you ready? I'm ready. Congratulations. Could you use it in a sentence? 
Uh, congratulations, this bit has finally come to an end. Congratulations. C-O-N-G-R-A-T-U-L-A-T-I-O-N-S. Yes! Oh, congratulations! You are the winner! Bonus. Yes, hey, Una, where's the, where's the prices right? Oh, yeah, there you go, there you go. So what do I win? You don't win anything because you got half of them wrong. Well, I mean, but I was the only contestant. There was ten words. You didn't get uh, receipt, maintenance, pneumonia, or, or diarrhea. Or diarrhea. That's five of them. I don't want any of those things you anyway. Got, you got a fifty percent. I didn't want any of those things anyway, other than the receipt. Are you sure? I always ask for the receipt. You have to ask for the receipt. It's just about 819 with Bax and Nangle on Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. They print their shirt on your back. Heck, they make the Rock 102 shirts that we wear and give out to you at events. Find them online at ggink's.com. G30 with Bax and Nangle on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by the Chiropractic Center at Ludlow, the go-to place for your next DOT physical. Learn more at cdldoc.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Well, thanks, Bax. Oh, you're very welcome, Steve. Uh, that newborn baby that was found uh, abandoned in Springfield uh, was sitting outside for 48 hours. Uh, so these folks left their home on Friday night. They didn't get home until Sunday night at 7 o'clock, mm-hmm. and that's when they found the baby. And then they go back on the surveillance uh, camera and uh, see that uh, it just somehow seemingly appeared in the middle of the night on their doorstep. Again, uh, it seems odd to me that no one would have noticed this for 48 hours. It's even odder that uh, no one noticed that a baby was crying outside because I can't think of a single baby that's exposed to uh, temperature wind chills in the teens that wasn't crying. That just seems, uh, I don't know, it just seems odd to me that we're so... We're so unwilling to look around at any situational awareness in our neighborhood. Think about how many times you drive by somebody's house. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, do you notice all the people with those little silhouettes of the ladies bending over uh, in the garden? No. No? No, because they're not actual human beings. But if I see a baby in in a car seat on someone's stoop and they're still there when I return to the neighborhood, I might, I might have some questions. What if it looked like a uh, garden gnome or something? Uh, I don't know if it did. Does Do garden gnomes typically cry when it gets into the teens? I don't know. They have all that other stuff you buy at Halloween when you walk by it, the motion sensor. Uh, maybe it was a, maybe it's a motion-sensed uh, gnome, garden yes. gnome. But don't people normally take that down by March 21st? Uh, garden gnomes can stay up all year long, Bax, or all year long. All year long. Get it? Yeah, yeah. no, I get it. I'm just saying uh, pay attention to the things going on in your neighborhood. Forest Park is a densely populated area. Uh, startling. This is 22 News does this story, though. Startling numbers Tuesday night on just how many infants are abandoned every year in the United States. This is while the local community is still reeling from a baby being found on the front step of a Springfield home. This report shows uh, how safe haven laws are meant to help prevent these incidents from becoming deadly. We want to make sure mom is safe and, most importantly, the infant is safe as well as the they get the care they both need. That's Captain Drew Pimonte of the Springfield Fire Department. Infants are Ill- illegally abandoned in the U.S. every year. Most recently, a newborn was left outside the doorstep of the Springfield home 
Why do they keep repeating the information? Because they got they got space to fill. They they don't need to fill all that space. Why do you keep need to re- repeating yourself in the story well, of the same information? Apparently, you don't know much about journalism. I do know a lot more about journalism than the people who actually practice journalism. Surprisingly enough, <laughs> according to the National Safe Haven Alliance here in the U.S. Uh, in the twenty in twenty twenty one, thirty one babies were abandoned uh, in the U.S. at dangerous locations, including dumpsters. Just over 20 of those infants were, found, infants were found dead, but 73 were saved by safe haven laws in 2021, according to data from the North National Safe Haven Alliance. Those laws are found in all 50 states. Here in Massachusetts, it allows a parent to act uh, to legally surrender newborn infants seven days old or younger at the hospital. We still don't know how old this kid is. Uh, no, we, uh, we don't, and the baby's not talking, so it's, uh, it's hard to determine that. You know, for all the information they repeat over and over again, you think somebody would have said, hey, how old is the baby? They probably have asked that question, but no one can say for sure. I, I guess so. Mass State Police arrested a man with a loaded gun during a traffic stop on I-90 westbound in Lee on Saturday. The license plates attached to the car had been canceled and showed that the vehicle was unregistered. During the stop, police quickly learned that the driver, 26-year-old Jesse Campbell of West Hartford, didn't have a driver's license and had no paperwork for the newly acquired BMW he was driving. Hey, where'd you get this car, boy? Uh, got it from the dealership. Where's your paperwork, boy? Oh, I don't have any. It's, it's coming in the mail? During a search of the car, police found a loaded Walther P-22. Well, you know, a Walther P-22... I don't know anything about a Walther Makes the P-20. Walther P-23 look like a BB gun. Uh, since Campbell is not licensed to possess firearms, he was placed under arrest. He's now facing multiple charges. He wasn't uh, placed under arrest for having a vehicle? That, uh, well, I mean, that's that's neither here nor there. The more serious charge is the uh, is the gun. Crews in Springfield responded to Armory Street Tuesday afternoon for reports of a two-car accident. According to fire officials, they responded to Armory Street just after 5 p.m. One occupant was extricated and three people were sent to the hospital to be treated for non-life-threatening injuries. Cause of that accident has not yet been given. But uh, this daylight savings thing, I think more accidents happen after that week or two weeks following. Uh, just because there's more daylight? It's It throws you off. Oh, it's it's thrown everybody off. Like, like my sleep schedule is all effed up right now. I there's I cannot. I've been having so much trouble trying to fall asleep at night. I don't know what that's all about. Have you uh, tried any medication? Uh, I like tried a, uh, melatonin. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing with that is it makes me like drag ass the next day. Yes, and I don't want to do that either. How would you know the difference? What do you mean, how would you know the difference? You come in here, you're dragging ass. I mean, look at yesterday. Yesterday, you didn't have your phone with you. You're all discombobulated. Yes, but I was awake. That's a different. That's the difference. Today, it's like I can't, like last night, you get home from a like an event like that. I'm used to going to bed at like 7.30 at night. And yeah. if I'm not getting home till 8.30 or 9 o'clock, ugh, it's not good. It's not good on your uh, sleep s- schedule. I hear you. You want to talk about East-West Rail again? Do I? Yeah. Yes. The public had a chance to voice their concerns for the future of East-West Rail at hearings held in Northampton and Springfield yesterday evening. The project has been in the works for years. They don't say how many years, but I'm guessing, what, 30 now? 
At least. And would connect the Commonwealth via a high-speed train. Many at Tuesday's meetings expressed their excitement for an opportunity to easily travel back and forth to Boston, something they hope will become a reality in the future. We live here in the Commonwealth, said Representative Mindy Dahm of Amherst. Uh, We should be more connected. From the Berkshires to Hamden County, representatives from the Western Mass Passenger Rail Commission heard from the public. The committee held public meetings Northampton and Springfield. I'm repeating the same information I just repeated in the beginning. Right. Where community members had the chance to voice their opinions and concerns. But did you know that they had meetings last night to voice their opinions and concerns about East-West Rail? Have they given the the public an opportunity to voice their concerns about East-West Rail? No, but I heard that they held meetings last night for the public to voice their concern about East-West mm. Rail. Now, this East-West Rail, this is to connect uh, you know, Boston to other parts of the state. Yes. And, and people were able to uh, voice their concerns. Yes, but they were also there to voice their concerns about East-West Rail. See, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. When, when you have people there voicing your concerns about East-West Rail, when is the meeting for the voicing their concerns about East-West Rail? Well, I'm sure there'll be a second meeting where people can voice their concerns about East-West Rail. Well, let's hope so. Now, the thing about East-West Rail, and if I may voice my own concerns, yes. although I wasn't there last night and I'm probably not going to be there in future meetings, um, while I understand the concept of it, the truth of the matter is... East-West rail is really expensive, like really expensive. And, uh, you know, whenever there's something really expensive in the works that the state is involved in, you know who actually pays for that? Who? Who's that? The people who are voicing their concerns in meetings about East-West rail. I'm not sure what you're talking about. I know, but it all comes down trickling to us. Well, maybe one day they'll have a meeting where you can voice your concerns about East-West rail, and you can bring that up. Yeah, it sounds far-fetched. It is kind of stupid. Representative Dom and others uh, at the meeting said there are a number of benefits to the rail. In our area, the train not only helps us meet our climate goals, but helps us with economic development, as you've heard helps with tourism, but also connects us to the rest of the state in a way that we haven't been. And then Worthington Select Board Chair Amy Wang uh, was at the uh, Northampton meeting earlier Tuesday and said that additional stops are needed to make the rail more practical for those that live in rural communities. They ain't building a train station out in Worthington anytime soon. Listen, they're stopping from major (laughs) area to major area. Yeah. That's pretty much it. It's funny. Like, we have, uh, like, in the town of Huntington, you there's... It's now like a mass DOT like work yard. Yeah. But there used to be a like a platform there. And and, and that train would it would connect. It would stop at all those those places. But once, you know, vehicles started becoming more popular, you had less of a need for that. So you don't you didn't need to have railroads coming through and dropping off passengers at every town along the and through the hill towns. Well, the the primary the primary argument to have it, I kind of understand. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's, if it's true, but it, but I understand the concept. The idea is, it is impossible to live in the Boston area affordably. Impossible. It's way, it's it's one of the most expensive areas in the country. So in order for someone to work in Boston, they have to live very very far away, and the traffic going in and out of the city has always been historically terrible. But if you could have East-West Rail, then it would move populations away from the Boston area to other parts of the state in which the cost of living is much less. Springfield would be one of them. Worcester, you could say, would be one of them. 
But nevertheless, that's one of those things where people say, listen, if we want to have a greater tax base here in, in Western Mass, we got to attract employment and we got to attract you know, people to live here. We got we to gotta bamboozle people to believe that living in Springfield is a neato idea. And once we do that, then, uh, then the whole project makes a little bit of sense. Now, whether that actually winds up working out in reality, I don't think anyone really knows for sure. But the idea is, uh, you know, it's plausible. Plausible, but realistic? Probably not. I mean... You gotta. If I'm living, if I'm working in Boston, I have to weigh the idea of well, what is more convenient, an hour and a half of traffic in and out of Boston, or an hour and a half train ride in from Springfield. I wish, What's really more convenient? I wish we had uh, like uh, more local trains. Like I wish I could hop the train from Huntington to East Longmeadow, right here, and it just pop right down behind this old rail trail that we used to yeah, have here. Yeah, right that next to the t- next to the ice cream shop. That would be convenient. That would be awesome. Yeah. Why are we not focused on that? It's this high-speed thing. You want to get to Boston faster? Come on. <laughs> I want to get out of Boston faster. Right. A, uh, a superior court judge in Arizona is finding herself on the other side of the law after being accused of driving under the influence. According to uh, court records, Saleh Hancock <laughs> Saleh. Saleh. faces four counts of DUI charges, including super extreme DUI. <laughs> That's what they call it. <laughs> After being arrested by Prescott uh, police officers on Sunday, for reference, a BAC of .20 and above is classified as Super, Super Extreme DUI. According to the arrest report uh, obtained by Arizona's family, Officers responded to the report of an intoxicated woman at the Safeway uh, near Copper Basin Road just after 4 p.m. You know where that is. Right. A uh, Prescott officer arrived to find Hancock, <laughs> Hancock <laughs> sitting in her Toyota 4Runner in the grocery store parking lot. After a short time, Hancock <laughs> left the parking uh, and started driving on Montezuma Street, and the officer pulled her over. The officer introduced himself, and Hancock, <laughs> reportedly in a quick slurred speech, responded with him, um, I'm going back to the Safeway to get my wallet. <sighs> Documents also revealed that the officer noticed her eyes were blur- red, bloodshot, and watering. The uh, officer then told her that someone had reported her being drunk and stumbling inside the store. Hancock said, no, 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 no. I was just trying to get my prescription. Hancock was then asked to turn off the car and asked if she was drinking. After she was asked to get out of the car, the officer asked if she had a medical history that could affect her driving ability. Hancock answered that she uh, had a, quote, seizure disorder but didn't qualify. She then stated that she was trying to pick up her seizure medication. Officers then conducted a field sobriety test, uh, which suggested impairment, and the breathalyzer measured .15. She was taken into custody and taken to the Prescott Police Station where she was read her Miranda mm. rights. Well, what happened to the .20? Uh, I don't know. Oh, but- later on... As time went on, she had two additional breath samples of point two one nine. Oh my God! A blood draw was successful, yeah. and the officer did not take a urine sample. He, uh, Hancock told officers uh, she wouldn't answer any further questions without her lawyer present. All right, so uh, so here's the thing: mm-hmm. her BAC was point two, right? Point yeah. two one. The legal limit is point zero. Eight. No, no, it's point. point okay. What? 
Yeah, 0.08 is the legal limit. Yes. 0.2 is where they classify it as extreme DUI. That's right. So let's just say, hypothetically, that she is a woman of average body weight. Let's say she's 140 pounds. That's average. Okay. Okay. In order to achieve a between a two point, she had a two point one, right? Yeah. Okay. A point, point two, one. two one. Between a point two zero and a point two three, at one hundred and forty pounds, she would have had to have had at least seven alcoholic beverages. Ah, that's nothing. That you could do that in an hour. Absolutely. Absolutely. You'd have to be very thirsty, but seven. you could do that. Seven. That's very drunk. Even. Even a big, burly uh, sack of man meat like yourself. Yeah. If you had seven drinks, you'd be uh, five sheets to the wind right now. I would be. Five you would be. To the wind. If you had that many drinks in you in an hour, you'd be flying. You would have extreme alcohol uh, content in your blood. I once went on a date with a woman who drank eight glasses of wine in less than two hours. Ooh. How'd that work out? Uh... Well, she got into my uh, my truck at the end of the night and then uh, connected her Bluetooth, which I thought was, uh, you don't do that. That would be like a modern day Seinfeld thing. She Bluetooth, like you just hooked your Bluetooth. Yeah, that's like a private personal thing. Is your Bluetooth? You don't you don't you don't lend anybody on else Bluetooth. And then uh, she was playing uh, uh, comfortably numb uh, oh. and doing air guitar uh, on uh, with with with. with on my Bluetooth. Listen, I don't want to see you do air guitar when you're sober. <sighs> Never mind air guitar when you're loaded. Yeah. So what happened in this? Uh, did anything happen in this uh, this date? Oh, no, no. Nothing happened. Uh, I dropped her off at home, and then that was the last time I ever talked to her. Because mm. okay. it was uh, a little too much. Yeah, drink. That's drinking a little too much. Uh, yes, that is eight, that is a bit much. Eight glasses of wine? That's two bottles. That's ridiculous. For one person, that's a lot. For one person who, yeah. uh, you know, uh, didn't seem like they could take that kind of alcohol. Was but she, people uh, always surprise you. Was she a heavier set no, woman? Or, no, uh, no, no, normal, normal, normal body type. And, Unbelievable. Uh, eight glasses. Man, you're loaded. You know, I don't think I have had more than two glasses of anything in a couple of years. Oh, look at you being Mr. Conservative. No, I'm not being conservative. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm at the the age in my life where just I, much more than two, I'm like, oh my God, that's enough. I have seen you uh, suck down drinks because I made them for you. Well, in each glass, there were four drinks. Right, right, right. <laughs> you had more than this lady in two of my drinks than she had in seven of uh, singles. When, when, I can, when I can tell after the first sip that this was not a drink... But well, an accelerant. <laughs> I was I was talking last night about you know doing that celebrity bartending thing. Yeah, and uh, you know I don't I don't drink anymore, and I don't I'm like I, I don't want to be around the pouring of it. Uh-huh. Like I'm not interested in that because, like you said, you can make more money walking around with the bucket. But uh, I remember years ago doing one at uh, Opa Opa. Oh yeah, yeah. You remember that night? I <laughs> vaguely. <laughs> Yes, but I do remember that. I night. got like annihilated. Yeah. I, I don't know. And that was like a Tuesday night uh, as well. And I think uh, it was all the way back when Ed Carroll was working at Channel 40. Oh, my God. That's right. It was you, me, and Ed Carroll. Yeah. And uh, we were at Opa Opa. And I was like, 
I don't, people were just handing me drinks. I was drinking them, and then I was like pouring drinks. And I'm like, I'm like, these these celebrity bartending events, these places must lose money. You know the worst part about a night like that is, yeah. you're stuck in Southampton. Yeah. There's no easy, fast way to get out of Southampton. No, I luckily I had a ride from a responsible uh, yeah, person. I but, did too, uh, but it's nevertheless you're still in Southampton. You're all the way in Southampton, and uh, it, but I was pouring drinks, and it's like this place is losing money. I'm pouring like three quarters of the way of Jack Daniels in the glass with a <laughs> splash of Coke for color. Here you go, sir. Please donate to the cause. <laughs> I remember doing yeah. one of these events, and the owner of the and I was mixed. Someone was asking for like a yeah. vodka and soda. And I'm, I'm mixing it, and the owner of the bar literally l- l- you know, flies over the bar and says, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, that's yeah. the most irresponsible cocktail I've ever seen. Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's, and then you can tell which place you're at, the, the ones that see you and stop you <laughs> from doing that to somebody because that's dangerous. Exactly. Yeah. Well, hey, good thing I just walk around with a bucket now. <laughs> uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be sunny with a high of 60. It is uh, 30 Flavin in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. It's dribbled up the floor for details. It's 853 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, I just gave you the forecast. It's going to be a really nice day today. Sunny and a high of 60. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. What's up? Uh, you know, I just I I I just made reservations for my uh, college reunion. Did I tell you this? No, we. I think you were talking to me a little bit about it off the air. But yeah. Well, so this year is my thirty fifth college reunion. Thirty five. I know. Out of college, college, not out of high school. Yeah. College. So like like the thirtieth reunion I went to, right? And I had a great time. You know, saw a lot of old friends. Really cool. They did a real nice job. You know, welcoming uh, all these alumni back to campus. It was it was. It was phenomenal. But I don't remember uh, spending nearly what I'm being asked to spend for this trip. So I booked I booked it, okay, already because, you know, when they do one of these alumni weekends, it's like 10 different classes all mm-hmm. on, you know, reunion weekend. So every hotel room was being booked, right? And I'm on, you know, Expedia looking. It's like, you know, one left, two left. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, these are the discounted prices. You know, I realized that, that travel – Prices have increased for any number of reasons, and the in, the economy is affecting all this stuff. But when you add you know, hotel, airfare, and a rental car, I'm probably spending a good 30 to 40% more than I did five years ago for Ab- the very same trip. Absolutely. And the hotel, it's a, it's a nice hotel, but I picked it because of its geographical, uh, you know, uh, you know, proximity to to the school as opposed yeah. to i want to stay in the finest well, hotel in town and the school knows that or i mean or the hotels know that that there's probably all these things going on in yeah. the city and they're like okay well we'll jack the price up this weekend while the alumni convention is in town so i i booked i booked the flight and, and everything else like before they played <laughs> before they played michigan state mm-hmm. you know and, and the tournament because i'm thinking if my god if they win if they go to the final four yeah these hotel rooms and these flights are going to fill up immediately. Believe you me, there will there would be people who would want to get in on all those reunions simply because they had a great basketball season. Okay, I mean it, all it, right, it does maybe I can see it that. does have an effect because all of a sudden you have all this school pride and all this other stuff. So I'm thinking if I don't do this now, 
I'm going to be wind up staying in some, you know, in the Bates Motel with yeah. uh, with someone in the shower and a big long knife. That's not the place I want to stay. I'm going to book a room at the uh, the Hampton Inn in Westfield for the uh, Westfield State Alumni <laughs> Reunion. <laughs> well, you Whenever want, that comes I, up, you want to stay close to the campus. But 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 the point I'm trying to make isn't that it's a 35 year reunion. The point I'm trying to make is, you know, when you compare what things cost now to what they cost just five years ago, you're it's a, a totally Bax. different stratosphere. Backs, backs, it's by the week. I'm buying groceries. I know the same exact grocery order I had the week before was fifty five dollars more this week than it was last week. I, I know. And it's basic stuff. It's vegetables. It's like milk. It's like, and you don't even get, you don't, you get it home and you spent $230 and you're like, what did I just buy? Yeah. It I got doesn't a, seem I like enough, there's anything here. I got enough for two meals and a snack. Yeah. It's not just, you know, uh, travel things from five years ago. No. It's every day things are going up. Well, I mean, this is the first, you know, uh, flight that I've taken since the pandemic. Yeah. This is the first one that I've that I've booked. And I shouldn't be terribly surprised because you're right. I mean, everything has gone up. But it's just you know, when you when you compare one, you know, one thing to another, it's like, this doesn't make any sense. Why am I spending this kind of money? I mean, I did, but it's like, this is ridiculous that, uh, you know, that, that things have gotten to this point. It's almost as if it might not be worth going to have fun. Well, that's what most people do. They I know. decide, hey, you know what? It's too much money to have fun. I'm going to be home, stay home, and be miserable for the rest of my life. <laughs> There's no use for having fun. Well, wait, maybe you should do something about it. Yeah, I might. Hey, the original Western Mass Home and Garden Show is coming to uh, the Big E this week, Thursday through Sunday, to, uh, the 23rd to the 26th. Uh, we happen to have a four-pack of tickets to the 10th Caller right now at 293-1021. And to buy tickets and to learn more about what's going on this year at the Home Show, go to westernmasshomeshow.com to find all the details. But right now, 10th Caller at 293-1021. Good luck to you. Good luck to all of you. It's 858 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Yeah, baby. Let's go. Hey, hey, this time, yeah.